Welcome to the Strategic Leader Podcast, a program all about transforming minds and developing leaders. Our goal is to challenge your thinking, expand your vision, and awaken the emerging leader in you. Now, here is your leadership mentor and coach, and the host of the Strategic Leader Podcast, Brian Holmes. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 179 of the Strategic Leader Podcast. Great to have you with us today. We are gathering and collaborating with emerging leaders from all over the globe. We're focusing on personal and leadership development. Today, we're beginning a brand new series, one that I am certain is going to resonate with so many people. We're talking about transition. What to do when you find yourself in a place called between? Well, as you know, I travel the globe teaching and training and sharing with leaders from all walks of life. And I cannot remember a time in my many years of doing so that I have met or come in contact with so many people who are in the throes of legitimate transition. Let me just explain it like this. I, I can't really go anywhere without meeting folk that are in some phase of moving from where they've been to a new place. Some people are just itchy and need to be scratched. <laughs> and they feel a sense of discontent or a need to to do something different, but they haven't taken any action yet. Some are are in the process of letting go of what they've done for some of them 15, 20, 30 years. And they're, it's disconcerting. It's a little weird. It's a little uh, stressful. But they're shifting from what they've been so familiar with to a new path, to a new pursuit, to a new engagement. Some people are in the very early stages and they're just, they're just like, man, I, I know there's something new. I have no clue what it is, but I I feel drawn. I feel invited. I feel pulled towards something and I want to figure out what it is. Listen, I am meeting people by the hundreds who are in some part of this thing we call transition. I recently gave a TED-like talk, and I don't want to give the impression that I gave a TED talk because that would mean that I was on the TED Talk network, but I was at a conference in Nashville, Tennessee, and was invited to share uh, a short presentation, something that was on my heart that I, that I felt like would be of benefit to this group of people, several hundred people there, and I shared some of the concepts I'm going to be sharing with you in this series. Because I am finding transition as a real hot topic right now, I just wanted to share what I've experienced, what I've learned in my own life, in my own journey over these last number of years. My talk there was relatively short, but without question, it hit the bullseye. I mean, it it absolutely was a home run. And I don't mean that I did a great job, and I believe I did an adequate job, a good job. But the message just absolutely resonated with people. On the break, I was inundated with people lined up at my table in the back asking for my business card, 
please can you give me your phone number? How do I get in contact with you? Do you coach people in transition? Where can I get help? I Man, what you said, that's my story. That's where I'm at right now. My email blew up. Um, people are clamoring for help to try to navigate this often uncomfortable and many times unfamiliar territory that transition brings into your life. Uh, this is why I felt it adequate or appropriate, rather, to bring you an expanded teaching on this subject. As you know, on this podcast, we've moved from just random topics week to week to a more sequential, consistent, uh, systematic way of unpacking these topics. And this is one that I just am sure is going to help you. I know there's many of you, there are many of you that are right now experiencing the things we're going to be talking about. And I'm asking you, I'm imploring you, plug in, listen close, study this, uh, take some hints, takes, listen, learn from my mistakes, because I'm going to be sharing with you some stories about how I've misstepped along the way. Uh, it's very important, and I, I'm just so excited about bringing you this teaching. Over the next several weeks, probably four, maybe five, even six, we're going to be looking at transition from all kinds of perspectives. We're going to be talking about what is transition? How do I know if I'm entering transition, in the middle of transition? Am I on the backside of transition? How do I know if that's what I'm feeling? Next week, we're going to talk about the four stages of transition, four very distinct stages that happen with every person every time if you're going through transition. We're going to talk about specific keys and tools and even some hacks that will help you successfully navigate through to the other side of your passage. I'm going to share with you from my own journey, from my heart, really, some of the things I've learned through a very recent, very major transition in my own life and so many other things. I tell you what, it's going to be a phenomenal series, and I invite you to plug into what we're going to be offering here the next few weeks. At the end of the episode, I want to invite you also today to be sure to stay tuned for a special offer and some information about how uh, you and I might be able to work together. Maybe I can personally help you. If you're right there right now, I promise you, uh, I feel very confident I have something to offer that will help you. And I, I ask that you stay around to the very end today and listen for that announcement. Well, without further ado, let's go right now to session one of our series on transition. I know this is going to be a great help to you. Benjamin Franklin once said that there is nothing certain in this world except death and taxes. Well, it's my opinion he left out one other certainty that everyone will deal with in their lifetime, and that is transition. There are so many people who are in the depths of, the throes of transition right now. Change is all around. It's inevitable. 
And whether it's a change in your career, a change in relationships that you've had for many years, uh, maybe there's a transition or a change in your spiritual life, maybe it's a family thing, maybe your kids are coming of age now and and you and the wife or you and the husband find yourself alone in the house with no kids. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just a massive transition. How do we know? What are the indicators that we're in transition? How do we identify and embrace when a particular season is coming to an end and another one's about to open to us? What does the process look like? How can you and I navigate change successfully? Now, we've established change is inevitable. It's going to happen. Transitions are going to come in life. And the idea that change is inevitable, uh, it, that statement alone shakes many people to their very core. 70% of people walking this planet are wired in such a way that they are adverse to change. They resist change. They don't like change. 70% of people fundamentally are fearful of or anxious about shifting the status quo or life changes. It's easier. It really is easier to keep things just the way they've always been. Yet life, even creation, demands that there be seasons of change. Think about this with me. Without a winter, we could never have a spring. Without a season of planting, we would never know the joy or the provision that comes from harvest. Without conception, we would never know the joy of a new child being born into the world. Without leaving one place, we could never know the excitement or the adventure of discovering something new. Listen, the path that you're on presently is going to continue to lead you to the place where you've always been. Uh, not too long ago, my wife and I spent a number of weeks in the beautiful state of Colorado. And on a couple of occasions, we we took four-wheelers, the motorcycles with four wheels, off-road capabilities, and we took those and we ventured into places that, quite honestly, I would never go in my everyday vehicle. And it was so exhilarating, so exciting, but it it required me to to experience and know a departure from the familiar in order to explore and to experience and to to see things I've never seen before. The adventure was in the discovery, but the discovery required that I, I leave the path most often traveled. <laughs> this is a part of seasons. You can't have the new without bringing closure to the old. You know, we all love the freshness and the life that comes with new beginnings. My experience is that very few people enjoy the process 
of letting go of the old and even fewer people enjoy the process of having to navigate the the place that I call in between. Uh, let me tell you what. There's there's the old and what you've always had and what you've always known. There's the new, the fresh, the exciting, the bigger, the better, the more prosperous. But to get from one place to the other, you have to navigate the place in between. That, ladies and gentlemen, is transition. You see, we are creatures of habit. As human beings, we tend to be addicted to the comfortable, to the safe, to the known. Our propensity is to be satisfied with the status quo and to avoid at all cost the necessary changes required to realize progress and growth and development. It's like the quintessential catch-22. <laughs> I don't want to leave the old because I am I feel safe here and I'm comfortable here, but I so desire to grow, to expand, to to create wealth, to be more successful in my business, to have more of a reach and an impact in my leadership. Well, I would just like to say to you that you you can't have it both ways. It's going to require navigating transition. It's a catch-22. Stay comfortable and stay stuck. Or the alternative is to pursue the exponential, the mammoth, the unfathomable riches and prosperity and blessing and growth and development and and things to attain to. But to do that, you have to be able to face down your fears and deal with transition, navigate uncharted territories. That's the choice. And the choice is really yours. It's up to you. But I'd like to share, share this with you. To circumvent the natural seasons of life or to refuse to allow your life to organically move in the direction of your destiny is to choose to die. There's a very powerful proverb in the book of Ecclesiastes in the Bible chapter number three, it talks about to every single thing in the earth. There's an appointed time. There's an appointed season. Listen, when something's season has come to an end, to continue living in that season's glory is going to lead you to frustration leads you potentially to dramatic failure, leads you to to death. There's no sense in living out something's season that has now passed. So what's the answer? The answer is to effectively recognize and successfully navigate this thing we're defining as transition. All right, Brian, what is transition? How do you define it? What does it look like? Well, Webster's Dictionary defines transition as passage from one state, one stage, or one place to another. It's basically change. 
But the key word that I want to focus on in this definition here is passage. It is passage. You enter the passageway at the beginning of transition, but you have to navigate the passage. And at some point, the passage has an exit. The exit does not look like the entrance. If you turn around and go back out the same way you came in, you've not transitioned. You've retreated. Passage is entering into a season of transition and working through the processes involved in that transition and coming out on the other side of it, having successfully earned the rite of passage, having successfully arrived at the new destination. Transition is movement away from something while simultaneously moving toward something new. You see, the starting point's already determined. Many of you are already there. Many of you are right now at the doorway of transition, and you're trying to decide, will I step into this? Do I have the confidence? Do I have the faith? Do I trust the process enough to engage transition? Well, not only is the starting point determined, the destination's already determined. Here's the deal about transition. Here's what I've learned. Uh, Many times when you enter into transition, you have no clue, no reference point, no indication of what the destination is. Sometimes you have to walk that deal out step by step and very much in faith because the, the beauty of transition is really not the destination. The beauty of transition is the process in getting to the destination. The passage, the journey, the process, that's the critical piece. So, Brian, what are some examples of transitions we experience in life? Well, I'll give you a few, and some of these are very simple illustrations, but they're, they're very real. Uh, the first one, how about graduating from high school? Now, this is very fresh on my mind because my youngest My daughter, Abigail, recently graduated from high school. She turned 18 just a couple of months after graduating high school. And and I've watched this with her and with my older son, who experienced this several years ago, that there's something so uh, familiar and so comfortable and so safe about being a young man or young woman because for 12, 13, 14, 17, 16 years, mom and dad, Take care of everything. Mom and dad make decisions for you. Mom and dad buy you clothes. Mom and dad help you to to have the money you need. Mom and dad pay the bills. And and all of just think about it. Think about the incredible scope of what it means to be an adolescent, to be a young teenager, to be an older teenager. But during those years, there is this incredible safety net of mom and dad in the home. And now you come to this place where you're graduating from one level to another level of life. And now you begin thinking about, okay, what do I want to do when I grow up? <laughs> what, what career do I feel as though God's calling me to pursue? What, what passions do I have? What, what is it? You mean I've got to start paying my own car insurance? You mean I've got to start paying for my own gasoline in the car? You mean i got you know... All these things begin to flood the, the little minds of these, these precious ones because it's a transition from childhood to adulthood. 
It is the beginning of this journey into responsibility, into decision-making, into uh, planning, into framing your life and your future. It is a big deal. It's a big transition. The same could be said about graduating from the university or the college or the trade school you attend and moving into the workforce. Transition, seeking that first real job. I'm not talking about the kind of jobs you have in college or the kind of jobs you have in high school, but but really stepping into a career path, stepping into a purposeful uh, venture as it relates to maybe owning your own business. What about this transition? What about those who are newly married? <laughs> you know, as a pastor for many years, I counseled and did premarital counseling with a lot of couples. And, uh, I, you know, what do you say? What do you say to a 20-something-year-old who doesn't have a clue what it means to join together in a marriage and live together under the same roof and bear responsibilities as one? And, and you try to theoretically explain these concepts, but quite honestly, going from being single to being married is a massive transition emotionally, spiritually, practically, financially. It's a big transition. Starting a family, having kids. Oh my gosh. You see, that season of my life is coming to a close because my kids are grown now. But I tell you what, I'm watching people that we helped to raise now have babies. And it's just a whole different ball game. It's a transition. There's so many others, unemployment, uh, being between jobs, it's transition. Maybe even being between vocations or careers or or business types or genres of, of experience. Maybe you've been doing the same thing for years and years and years, but you find yourself restless and discontent and you're ready to try something new. It requires a successful transition. A death in the family, divorce, recovering from an injury or an illness or an addiction. These are all transitional seasons. Job burnout, starting a business or launching a new ministry. As I mentioned earlier, my wife and I are coming into this new season called empty nest syndrome. And boy, oh boy, there are some real big positives to that. There are also some emotional, deep emotional uh, negatives to that because you've got to process through the transition of we've spent the last 20 years of our life with the responsibility of taking care of our kids in the home. And now the home is empty except for me and my wife and maybe the dog. It's a transition. I know a number of people who are approaching reti- retirement years or maybe they're already there. There are other elderly folks that I know that are already in retirement but they're also approaching a season where they're having to be taken care of. It's transition. These seasons and so many others that we could mention here, they can be daunting. If not handled and stewarded in the right way, they can be debilitating. They can paralyze us. They can bring us into a place of fear or a sense of inadequacy or a sense of hopelessness. And I tell you, man, though those moments can actually paralyze you, bring your life to a screeching halt. It's why recognizing and understanding how to navigate transition is so important. How do you recognize it? More importantly, how do you embrace it? How do you embrace 
transition? How do we fight the resistance that so naturally occurs when we're faced with a season of transition? Well, it takes courage. It takes faith. It takes commitment. It takes supernatural desire that is greater than the very natural fears that set in all of these things. I felt like it would be appropriate in this session to share with you seven challenges that we often face when coming into a season of transition. Seven specific places of resistance that can trip us up, that can sabotage the journey, that can sabotage the transition. I want to share these with you, and I think they'll resonate with some of you where you are. Number one, the first challenge is an inherent unwillingness or inability to recognize or acknowledge the end of a season. I was sitting with uh, a person not too long ago in a group setting, and I was just listening. I love listening to people. I was asking questions and listening. And this person was expressing to me that he was on a job that, that he had great success in and was doing very well. And, and because of the value he brought to that particular company, he was being compensated very well. But I could tell in his voice something was missing. And so I just asked him, I said, are you happy doing what you do? He says, oh, no, I hate it. I mean, just without hesitation. I said, well, what does that mean? And he says, everybody that does what I do hates it. It's like the running joke in the company. We talk about it around the water cooler. I said, well, then why are you doing it? He says, because what else am I going to do? I mean, you know, I said, well, what, what would you like to do? And he began to share with me things he loves to do. I said, well, why don't you do that? He says, well, you know, it's just hard. And he started making all these random excuses. And I said, let me ask you a question. I said, when you started this job, were you excited about it? Yes. Did it accomplish for you the goals and the objectives you had for that season? Yes. Do you feel like that season is ended? He says, oh, yeah, it ended about two years ago. I said, then what in the H-E double hockey sticks are you still doing there? And he just looked at me. He says, I don't know. Listen, when you have an unwillingness or some inherent inability to see that a season has come to an end, it's going to prohibit you from moving into the next thing that God has for you. You see, everything is built line upon line, precept on precept. The Bible talks about faith to faith, glory to glory, which means there's an ascension. There's a progressive flow. It's always building. It's always growing. It's always becoming better and more. But when you can't see that a season's come to an end, it locks you into the present reality so much so that you can't move into the greater, the more, the better. And my friend that I spoke to a few weeks ago was stuck because he couldn't acknowledge that a season had come to an end. The second challenge we face is the inability or the unwillingness to bury the past. Listen, there's not any of us in this room 
<laughs> there's none of us listening to this this program that haven't made severe mistakes, that haven't experienced tremendous failures, that haven't had broken relationships or maybe jobs that that you know booted us out or we were laid off or whatever. There's not anybody here listening that's ever owned a business that hasn't had failure in that business. The, the fact is we all have dead things, but you can carry those dead things around or you can decide to bury them. You can decide to give them a proper burial, give them a proper grave, put a little note up and say, here lies failure number whatever. But the thing is, until you bury and, and move away from that thing, that dead thing, you're going to be carrying it around on your shoulders like a big chip. You must bury the past. It doesn't mean you haven't learned from it. doesn't mean you haven't picked up experience from it. doesn't mean you won't be able to reflect back on it and, and look at how you grew through that experience. But it does mean you're not going to carry around the dead weight of that mistake, that failure, that broken relationship any longer. You cannot successfully transition carrying around dead weight. The third challenge is the fear of the unknown. This is a big one. Fear of the unknown. I often use this metaphor. When you're reading books many times, when you come to the end of a chapter, there's a blank page at the end of the chapter. Between the last line of the previous chapter and the first line of the new chapter, there's a blank page. And if you think of that metaphorically speaking, that's like our life. We come to the end of a season. We come to the end of a very meaningful chapter in our life. And we're, we're longing to experience the beginning of, of the new thing that's on the new page, but we're staring at a blank page that's between the previous chapter and the new chapter. And that blank page feels empty. That blank page feels a little scary. That blank page conjures up in our mind and in our hearts uncertainty. Well, should I just retreat back to what I know or should I step into something that I haven't seen yet? Fear of the unknown is an incredible paralyzer of those on the path. I, I want to encourage you do not let fear of what you haven't experienced rob you of what God has in store for you. The fourth challenge is personal worth or self-esteem issues. Well, I'm not qualified. I'm not worthy. I don't, I don't have the education. I don't have the experience. I, you know, I've always felt like I was kind of dumb and stupid. I don't think I've, I'm probably good enough to do that or, or whatever. What, what truth do you believe about you? I, I, I won't mention names in this program, but recently I was talking to someone that I love very deeply, and I said to this person, I said, I said, something's keeping you from stepping into what your capacity is. There is something that is paralyzing you from moving into performing at the level for which you were created. And as we dug a little deeper and dug a little deeper and asked more questions, it finally came to the surface. I just don't think I'm good enough to do it. I don't think I'm successful. That person's really good at what they do, but I don't think I have what it takes to do that. And all this garbage began to surface and come out. 
And we begin to identify that as lies, as untruth. But you see, the truth that you believe is really the truth to you. So if you believe in untruth, the untruth is going to keep you bound to your past experience. The Bible says very clearly that you, when you know the truth, the truth liberates you. It sets you free. It, it launches you into the next season. But if you are stuck in untruth, if you believe less about you than what God knows to be true about you, then you're going to be limited in your forward movement. This personal worth, personal self-esteem, personal value issue can oftentimes keep us from successfully transitioning. The fifth thing is the fear of losing friends or losing relationships. Well, I want to speak truth to this for you right now. Not everyone who you hang out with or do life with wants to see you succeed. You say, Brian, that's not very encouraging. Some people need you to stay where you are so that they can feel okay about themselves. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In other words, the moment you begin to transition and move into a different arena, the moment you begin to pursue what you believe God is calling you to, when you begin to step out of what they consider normal and do things that you've never done before, they want to reel you in because they need you to be the person that they know you to be. Because for you to be anything different shines a light on their lack of progress. Here's what I know about transition. Not everybody is going to go with you to the next level. Sometimes even relationships have to transition. Yes, some relationships will be lost. Others might remain the same. Others might grow into the new season with you. But rest assured... Not every relationship is going to go with you to the next level. The sixth challenge that we face in transition is dreaming. Developing the discipline, the focus, the desire to dream again. So many people who are stuck have stopped dreaming. So many people who are stuck and not moving forward in transition to the next level, have long ago given up on their passions, on their hopes, on their dreams. They've settled into a life of mundane existence. It's the same old, same old every day. I want to challenge you that in order to break free and successfully transition, it's going to require you to dream again, to have vision for your life, for your future. It's going to require the discipline of forward thinking. In the ancient scriptures, we read one of the writings of Paul, who was an apostle. It's a very familiar passage to those who are Christians, but whether or not you are of that persuasion just listen to this, and I think the principles embedded here are helpful and meaningful. Paul said this. He says, look, guys, this is my translation, by the way. I, I'm looking at my life, and I'm very certain that I haven't 
arrived yet. I haven't figured it out. I haven't achieved everything yet. But there is one thing that I am committed to. Everything behind me, I'm forgetting about that. I can't change it. But what is ahead of me, I'm reaching for it. I'm pursuing it. I'm chasing it. I'm going after it with everything I have. And he says, look, I set goals. There's a goal in front of me, and I'm pressing to I, I'm, I'm focused on that. I'm going after that. Well, this passage of Scripture is really describing what transition looks like. One, I know that I haven't received, acquired, achieved, accomplished everything that I have to do in my lifetime. Number two, I cannot change my past. Therefore, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to focus on that. Number three, I'm, I'm identifying one step that I can see in front of me, and I'm taking that step. I'm pressing toward what is in my tomorrow because what is in my tomorrow is always going to be greater than what was in my yesterday. That is transition. That is dreaming and thinking forward. Develop the new discipline of dreaming. The seventh challenge that we face when dealing with transition is this. Walking by faith and not by sight. Now, I'm not trying to be real spiritual with you here. That is a scripture. We walk by faith and not by sight. I want you to think about what we're saying here. By definition, transition requires a measure of faith because you're being wooed into a place you've never experienced before. You're you're going to see things, do things, accomplish things, walk paths you've never experienced before. And by simple definition, if you're going to realize those new places, you're going to have to have some faith. If you rely on the evidence, if you rely on what you see in the natural, if you rely on your perspective and your vantage point and your reference points that are purely anchored to your past, you're going to miss something. Faith requires us to believe, I, from my viewpoint, that God really does have plans for you. And transition requires a level of faith and trust in someone bigger than me. <laughs> because I probably ain't smart enough to get where I need to be. I need God's guidance. When I see something that scares me, when I see something that feels bigger than my capacity, when I'm not sure what the next step is, I have to rely on simple faith. That there is a path chosen for me. There are great plans and destinies for my life. I do have an assignment and there are things that I am called to accomplish in my lifetime. And so, I choose to take the step. I choose to embrace transition. I choose to conquer my fears. I choose to accept 
that changes are going to come. In recent years, I've experienced one of the most significant transitions I've ever known personally. And throughout that process, there have been many days when it felt like there was no way I could cope. The pressure, the uncertainty, the lack of answers, quite honestly, were overwhelming. But if I were to sit before a judge in a courtroom and have to raise my hand and solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help me God. Here is my testimony. On those days where pressure, uncertainty, and a lack of answers were just completely overwhelming my mind and my heart, as I purposed to take one more step to continue walking, as I continued trusting the process, most importantly for me, as I remained focused on the one who created me and who I believe has set specific plans in place for my life, I began to realize that my path was taking me places I'd never been. You see, I couldn't realize the blessings and the benefits of the new until I was willing to engage the invitation to transition away from the old. This season of change is necessary. My encouragement to you is embrace it. I want to end this session by sharing a poem with you that has helped me in so many seasons of my life. Child of my love, Fear not the unknown morrow. Dread not the new demand life makes of thee. Thy ignorance doth hold no cause for sorrow, since what thou knowest not is known to me. Thou canst not see the hidden meaning of my command, but thou the light shall gain. Walk on in faith upon my promise leaning. And as thou goest, all shall be made plain. One step thou seest, then go forward boldly. One step is far enough for faith to see. Take that step, and thy next step shall be told thee. For step by step, the Lord is leading thee. Stand not in fear, thy adversaries counting. Dare every peril save to disobey. Thou shalt march on all obstacles surmounting, for I, the Lord, will open up the way. Wherefore, go gladly to the task assigned thee, having my promise needing nothing more than just to know wherever the future finds thee. In all thy journeying, I go before Here's the deal. Change, it's inevitable. Transitions, you're going to have them. Over the course of my lifetime, I can identify at least five times where I've experienced a significant 
life-altering transition. You're going to have them too. Embrace them. Go after the new thing. Pursue the thing that God has set before you. In session two, we're going to discuss the four specific stages of transition. Every time I've experienced a major transition, I've recognized that these stages were involved. In fact, I've never spoken to anyone about transition where these weren't easily identifiable. We're going to talk about them. We're going to introduce them to you and begin to unpack them for you. Discontent, disconnect, discovery, deployment. The four stages of transition. As we go into the next session, my hope for you is that you will embrace the idea that you are being summonsed to a new place. My hope is that you will be able to identify where you are and begin to get more clarity about where you're going. Are you in transition right now? Probably. If you are, know this. God's invited you on a journey. The process has multiple stages, but you can do it. Say yes. Walk it out. Do the deal. Have faith. Let's see what's on the other side of your transition. Here's what I know. Your next level is awaiting you. Well, we have begun. The transition has begun. I trust that something we've shared today has resonated with you, has connected with your heart. I trust that you will open yourself up to the possibilities that exist when you embrace transition. Well, the show notes for this episode can be found at brianholmes.com forward slash 179. brianholmes.com forward slash 179. Now, I mentioned at the beginning of the program today that I was going to be making a special offer and just to share with you about a couple of ways that you and I might be able to work together. Uh, Let me just share this with you. First of all, uh, you've heard me talk about, if you've listened to this program for very long, you've heard me talk about in recent months, we have a training called the Four Cornerstones for Strategic Living. It's a course that we offer online, and uh, that is a paid course normally. We, We sell it as a product but here for the last several months, I have felt as though that would be a, a really powerful, useful resource for anyone who might tap into that. The four cornerstones for strategic living are personal healing, personal discovery, personal development, personal deployment. As it relates to transition, this healing, discovery, development, and deployment piece is so critical. I don't know really how one could successfully maneuver and navigate and achieve the next level that God is bringing them into without really having gone through those four steps. Uh, This course is not going to be available very much longer as a free resource. So I want to encourage you, if you've not already done so, go to brianholmes.com. On the front page, the home page, top right-hand corner, you're going to see uh, an image of that course and a, some some text there, and all you have to do there is 
give us your name, your email address. We're not going to spam you. We're not going to to bug you. Uh, that will subscribe you to our weekly, once a week email updates, where you get all of our content in one digest each week, so that you don't miss anything. But go there, sign up for that. That's going to take you immediately to a page where you will have access to the Four Cornerstones for Strategic Living online course. I encourage you to do that. That's that's my gift to you. Now, I mentioned earlier there there may be some ways we can work together. There are two things that I can offer you as possibilities. If you're in transition right now, if you recognize that your life is being pulled on, you're you're being called to a new level, whatever that means to you, then there are two ways that I might be able to serve you and help you. One is through our coaching programs. I do not take but maybe five to ten one-on-one coaching clients per year, per year, because I, I don't have the bandwidth or the time allocation to, to really serve more than 10 people or so a year in that capacity. But I have two openings right now for coaching clients. If you feel like there may be a possibility that I could serve you and help you in your personal transition, I would love to talk to you about the possibility of me being your coach, your mentor, your sensei, your guide through this process. If you'd like to find out more about that and connect us, connect with us there, go to brianholmes.com forward slash coaching, brianholmes.com forward slash coaching, submit an inquiry there, and my assistant, Val Kleppen, will actually uh, contact you, set up a time for you and I to have a short phone conversation, and we will see if maybe working together on that level is a good fit for you and for me. The second way that we might be able to work together, it might be a better thing for you, is I still have a few openings in the Strategic Influencers Mastermind Group. We've recently launched a mastermind uh, group, a mastermind platform, where we're going to have not more than 10 people in the group that collaborate weekly. We sharpen each other. We challenge each other. We offer each other resources and advice and counsel and insight from varying perspectives. And it's real. It's not a group coaching program, but in my estimation, it's better than that because you have an ongoing accountability system, uh, productivity system, whereby you are literally benefiting from the wisdom, the insight, the experience, and the counsel of a group of peers who themselves are on a journey. Some people may be way ahead of where you are. Some may be where you are or similar to where you are. Some may be a few steps behind where you are, but collectively in the mastermind, we're helping each other to arrive at the destination that's next on the agenda. And I want to encourage you, if you'd like to check into that, if you'd like to be a part of a very high level, very intentional group of people that do, are doing life together on that level, uh, go to brianholmes.com forward slash mastermind, brianholmes.com forward slash mastermind. There you'll get some basic information about what the mastermind is. And again, you can make application there to be considered as a member of the mastermind group. Those are two ways that I can serve you and help you. I lead the group. I facilitate the group. I, I coach the individuals in the group. And we want to serve you together as a collective, as a mastermind group. Well, I also want to just share with you that uh, I've got a big thing coming down the pipe. 
In just a few weeks, I'm going to be releasing my brand new book on the four cornerstones for strategic living. So stay tuned. Be watching for that. And it'd be a great gift to give someone for Christmas or someone who is in the process of transitioning. It will be very helpful to them. I want to invite you to share this episode with your friends on social media. Just click the buttons on our website and help somebody to find the the Monday Mastery videos, the podcast episodes, the blog posts, the resources, all the things we're doing here at brianholmes.com. If this is benefiting you and blessing you, I invite you to share it with your friends. A couple of closing thoughts concerning transition. If you find yourself right now in the middle of an uncomfortable place, you may be in transition. If you sense that you're ready for a change, but you're unsure of how to even pursue the possibilities, you might be in transition. If you are discontent or feeling diminishing passion for the work you're presently doing, you may be in transition. Here's what I know. The series that we've begun today, it's going to help you. I guarantee it. Stay tuned in. Stay plugged in. There is a rite of passage to arrive at the next season. And I promise you, there is great hope. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Strategic Leader Podcast. We trust that this program has added value to your life and to the development of your leadership potential. You can join our growing community of strategic influencers by connecting with us at brianholmes.com and by sharing this podcast with others who are seeking to take their life and leadership to the next level. May God bless you immensely. And until next time, remember this, you are created to lead.